Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Now, I want to talk about being surprised uh, to start with here this morning just a little bit. You know, there are a lot of surprises in life, and uh, I don't think any surprise is good. That's just me. You know, um, I don't like to be surprised at all. I don't even like surprise birthday parties. I don't like to be... Some people do. I don't. But, uh, you know, there are some surprises that are good. You know, maybe maybe a birthday party is a surprise. You know, that's good for some. Uh, maybe a gift. You know, someone gives you a gift or someone, uh, just something generous uh, surprises you. Or uh, even at work, something may happen that surprises you. You know, those are what we'd call good surprises. And then there are surprises that we can say, oh, they're okay. You know, they're not, they're not good necessarily. They're not bad. Uh, then there are surprises that I guess you could call annoying surprises, you know. You're surprised. You you wake up one day. You got to go, and all of a sudden, oh man, I forgot. I didn't fill up my gas tank last night. I got to hurry up and do this on my way to work or get it taken care of today. Uh, those are surprises that may come into your life that are not necessarily a crisis, but uh, you know they just cause you to to change your direction a little bit in life. And then there are the surprises that are what we would call a crisis or maybe something terrible. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. How you know any surprise really that comes into our life, we can look to God and find help. But there are going to be times in your life, uh, maybe you've experienced this, maybe you're going through it today or at this time, where something has come into your life that just shocked you, just stopped you maybe. It was a surprise. Uh, And, you you know, we can think of a lot of those. You know, uh, I think of health. You know, you go to a doctor and the doctor says, well, here's the situation. And he may or she may tell you something that you just didn't want to hear. But now you've got to deal with uh, you know, as a pastor, and I imagine everyone's like this, I don't like to get phone calls at night when it's late. You get a late phone call, something's usually not good when you get them after a certain time. Uh, and those are usually not good surprises. Uh, and when you think of those things, there are a lot of things in life that can just surprise us. Uh, I remember when I was a young, you know, I was once young. I remember when I was young, I was working uh, when I was in college. Uh, working my way through college, it was at Hewlett Packard, had a big plant where I grew up. Had a just a it was just a temporary job, and I remember the day that a whole production floor got called in, over 200 people, and told in one month your job's gone. And some of these people have spent over 20 years of their life, you know, near retirement, uh, and they had to find a new job. You know, there were a lot of emotions on that day, uh, ranging from anger to sadness to fear. Uh, you know, that's how life can be. And this morning, I want you to see that God is there for you, and you can call out to Him. So let's give you some thoughts here this morning on our message. i got four of them. Lord, help us. We're going to talk about surprise, but not defeated. Okay, you may be surprised in life, but it doesn't mean it's the end. Uh, I want to encourage you this morning from this chapter uh, and this passage on how to go forward when you're surprised. Uh, And the first one I want you to notice when they were surprised... They confronted the problem, okay? They confronted the problem. Uh, Let's go back to our passage here, and we're going to be primarily in chapter 13 as far as verses 13, 14, and 15, but we'll look back a little bit as we go through this. It says here that Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come upon behind them. So they were before Judah, and the ambushment ambushment was behind them. So here's the case. We have uh, the king of Judah, Abijah, out there giving this great speech. And by the way, it was a great speech that he gave. 
And as he's given this speech, Jeroboam, the king of Israel, decides he's going to send some men around. And that's what he did. And they surprised the soldiers of Judah who weren't prepared. And they surprised them and, and came behind them. And all of a sudden now they got men behind and in front. Uh, I tell you what, that, that's trouble. That's not good. And so they were surrounded. And the, the Israelite forces were bigger, by the way. They're stronger. They had more numbers. And so we have a situation where they're not only outnumbered, but now they have been outmaneuvered. And they're in a bad position, a bad situation. And they were taken by surprise, the Bible tells us here. Now let me give you a few thoughts of what got them into trouble here, though. Notice, first, they, they, here's the way I'll put it, they ignored their opponent's strength. They ignored their opponent's strength. I think we could say that was probably a little bit foolish. I don't know if they got comfortable. I don't know if they thought, oh, they're, they're not going to do this. And they just ignored their, the strength of their opponent. And then the second one is they failed to pay attention to their surroundings. Nobody saw the men moving around. Uh, I don't know if somebody failed, they fell asleep, so to speak, at their, at their job, or if they just didn't have people out looking for them. They didn't expect it. Uh, either way, it was a mistake. And those are two mistakes we've got to be careful of in our world. Let's go over to the book of First Peter. Let me show you here how, what the Bible tells us how we need to be on guard. We need to be prepared. First Peter chapter 5. If you're taking notes, I'm going to read verse 8. First uh, Peter, this morning... Uh, chapter 5. And it tells us here, and this is Peter writing, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking he, whom he may devour. You know, this morning, the devil wants to disrupt your life, he wants to hurt you. And we need to understand that. Uh, something about the devil we need to understand too is he's powerful. Now he's not almighty like God, but he is powerful. He's stronger than we are. The Bible indicates that and shows us that. And also on top of that, he's got more experience than we would ever have in this situation. Think about this. Think of all those great saints that he's been fighting through the years. You just go back to the New Testament. Paul and Peter, all the apostles. And on through the years, he's been trying to discourage Christians and believers. So we face a, a difficult opponent, is what we need to understand. And he's got resources, and he's got others as far as the fallen angels helping him. And so we just need to understand that there's a, a mighty force out there. Now, that's not to discourage you this morning, okay? As we'll see, victory can be yours, all right? So this is not to discourage you. This is just to remind you that there is a strong opponent out there. And if we take the devil lightly, we could find ourselves in trouble. Also, the book of Ephesians tells us that we need to walk circumspectly. That refers to looking around. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 13 and, or 15 and 16 tells us to walk circumspectly. In other words, pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention to what's going on uh, so you're not surprised by something. Now, in life, you're going to be surprised by something. Some things you can't, you know, we can't see tomorrow. None of us can. But, you know, there might be some things you can say, oh, I see this coming. I can pay attention. I've got to make sure that I'm on guard for this, whether it's a spiritual situation or even just a physical situation in life that you're paying attention to some things. Uh, yeah, I remember when I first learned how to drive. And I thought I could just you know, take off. But then I, as I've grown older, I realize, you know, it's more important to pay attention to other drivers than it is, you know, myself sometimes. Because I don't know how many times I've come to a stoplight and get ready to go. And all of a sudden someone's still going through the red on the other side. 
We just got to pay attention, circumspectly, look around. You know, life's like that. And the more we pay attention, I think the better we'll be as far as understanding and, and ready for any sort of surprise that might come into our life. Now, they, they failed here, okay? And that's what kind of led to this problem. But here's something I want to point out to you. They stood their ground, okay? They didn't run. These people, these men, these soldiers, when that surprise came, the Bible tells us that they didn't hide, they didn't run away in fear, but they confronted the problem. You know, don't give up is my thought here. Okay, if you're surprised in life, something comes in your life you weren't expecting, you weren't prepared for. You know, sometimes the thought is, wow, I wish I could just go away. I wish I could, you know, not even think about this anymore. Well, okay, it's fine to take a vacation. There's nothing wrong with that. There's time to slow down. But the thought here is confront your problems with God. Go forward in life. Don't stop. You know, the world's not going to stop. Don't stop. Don't quit. Be strong. And and that's what these men did. They went forward. You know, the Bible tells us we're to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You know, we're not to run away, but we're to resist. We're to take a stand. We're to be strong. And that's what we find here is they confronted their problem and they stood their ground. And this morning, that's what I want to encourage you to do. Whatever may surprise you. And think about all the things that may come into your life, whether it's your personal life, uh, your family, your work. Your, your spiritual walk with God. There are a lot of things that may come into your life that you might not have seen or you're unprepared for. They may shake you a bit for a bit. They may even test your faith. But when it comes down to it, you stand on the Word of God. And you be faithful to God. And you do what you know is right. And God's going to bless. And that's what we find here with these men. They, they stood their ground. And, and as we see next, here's what they did next. Here's the next thing we need to do. They cried unto the Lord. They cried unto the Lord. Someone asked me once, when's the best time to pray? (laughs) Whenever you need to pray. That's the best time to pray. Which is often in life. We need to talk to God. And here they cried unto unto the Lord. Notice it says here, we'll go back to 2 Chronicles chapter 13. And it tells us here that they were ambushed. In verse 14 it says, And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle is before and behind. And they cried unto the Lord. So I could just see these men. Uh, I mean, they've been, maybe they've been listening to their king give this great speech. And they're thinking, man, we've got a great king out here. He's going to convince these people not to fight. Or we're going we're gonna to win the day. And then all of a sudden, hey, what's going on behind us? And they look back and they see half the armor of Israel sitting behind them. The other half sitting out in front of them. And they're outnumbered. They're in some trouble. What are they going to do? The Bible tells us that they immediately cried unto God. That, that's the key of this passage here. They, they cried unto the Lord. So we have them in a crisis. So this morning, here's, here's, here's what I want to share with you. I, I don't want to belittle anyone's problems. Because if they're your problems, they're real. Okay, so any of your problems are real. They're difficult. You have to deal with them. This scripture gives us an idea of what to do. When you get a problem that you don't know what to do with, or you can't figure out, or, or you're surprised... You turn to God. And that's what they did. And it says here that they cried unto the Lord. They were confused. They were probably scared. They were probably obviously intimidated. And now they have to cry unto God for help. But that's what they did. They prayed. They prayed when they were surprised. Uh, let's go back to First Peter. Let me show you something here. First Peter chapter 5. And Peter talks a lot about, uh, I guess, uh, surprise. He was experienced, by the way. Maybe, uh, you know, he, he, he was tested in his ministry and in his life. And so he's writing from experience here. But First Peter chapter 5, uh, 
Uh, we'll, we'll read the same passage. We'll just go back a few verses. Verse 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. And then it says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Cast all your care upon Him. You know, that word for cast, where it says, Cast all your care upon Him, it's not referring to, you know, have you ever played the, the game where you try to balance stuff? Have you ever played Jenga? And you've got to be real careful and try to balance something up there because you don't want the, the tower to fall. It's not referring to that. The word actually refers to heaving something or throwing something. Uh, the thought being, let's say you're throwing something into a, a, a dumpster or something or on top of a pile. You're just going to chuck it on there. You're going to throw it so it lands. That's the thought here with your cares. Just give them to God. Take them to Him. You notice in this passage, they didn't have much time to pray. But they had enough time to give their care to God. And that's how life may be for you. Uh, Maybe this week you're going to be surprised. Where you don't have a whole lot of time to to get away and to get on your knees. But you know, you could pray right here. You could say, God, help me. Give me the words to say so I don't mess this up. Give me wisdom here so I can make the right decision. Comfort me, Lord. I've been hurt. Please help me with this. You see, what we find in this passage is we're to cast our cares upon God. We're just to go give them to Him. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Cast your cares upon the Lord. That's what these men did. They cast their care upon God is what they did. And they prayed to the Lord. You know, I've often wondered what their prayer was. Couldn't have been a long prayer. I mean, they're ambushed now. They're in trouble. Maybe it was as simple as, Lord, help us. Uh, You know, when Peter was sinking, he didn't have a long prayer. He cried out for help. Lord, help me. You know, the Lord hears those prayers. By the way, those are probably the most genuine prayers. They come from the heart. Because we're not letting our emotions or anything influence us. We need help. So don't be afraid to call for help. Don't be ashamed to ask God to help you. Call out. Ask God for help. And that's what they did. They called for help. They asked God to help. And they prayed. So it's always a good time to pray. Always a good time to pray. Let's think about the third one here. They had confidence in the Lord. We talk about them not running. And we're going to see that their confidence was not in themselves, but it was in God. Let's go back to this passage here. It says here, they cried out unto the Lord. uh, Once they discovered the problem that they were in. And it says here in verse 15, uh, let me find it here. Verse 14 says, the battle's before, battle behind. They cried unto the Lord. And then it says here, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that the God smote Jeroboam. So here's what we have here. There are two things that took place that show their confidence in God. The first one is they sounded the trumpets. That's the work of the priests. They sounded the trumpets. Okay, they were there to fight. Yes, they had been surprised, but they weren't going to run. They weren't relying on their own strength. They cried unto God for help, and they were going to go forward. Now, their plans had been changed. Uh, I think all the plans were out the, out of the window now. I mean, they, they were gone. All the plans of, of what they were going to do, they were now changed. They now had to defend themselves. They had to survive. And so now we find here that they sounded the trumpets. Someone pointed out the fact that they sounded the trumpets tells us that they expected a victory. They expected it. That's why they continued to do what they were going to do. They sounded that trumpet. They went forward believing that they would succeed. You know, sometimes what happens is we get discouraged. You know, as Christians, we can mope around. Oh, it's so terrible. Woe is me. This is so hard. Now, once again, I'm not belittling your problems. 
But what happens is we lose confidence in God. That's what's happening. We lose sight of the Lord, how great He is, and what He can do. Well, they didn't lose sight of that. They sounded those trumpets. They've, they've cried unto God. They sound the trumpets, and they're ready to go forward. You know, the book of Psalms tells us in Psalms chapter 60, uh, verse 11 says, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God, he says, we shall do valiantly, for it is he that shall tread down our enemies. What's interesting about that is that same passage is found in Psalm 108 as well. The exact same wording. You know, if God has put something in His Scriptures twice, that's important. And it's important for us to understand when we cry out to God, He's there to hear us. He's there to help us. He's our strength. They had confidence in God. That's what they had. The question I have for you this morning is, who, in whom is your confidence? Who have you placed your confidence in? You know, when it comes to salvation, we have to trust in the Lord. Salvation is not in our own strength, our own abilities. But it's in God. You know, as far as being saved here this morning, let me give you a thought on salvation and this passage. If you could save yourself, then you already would have. Right? I don't think anybody wants to go to hell. Everyone wants to live forever. So if you could save yourself, you would have already done it. You'd be above sin. You wouldn't have to worry about that. Problem is, we can't save ourselves. We can't live above sin. You know, we... Every day we have thoughts. I was just reading recently, uh, a pastor was once asked, he says, when, uh, what, what does he do to start his day so he doesn't, you know, can stay away from temptation and trials? You know what he said? He said, the second I awake and when I get out of bed, I have to start my day with God. He goes, i got to start my day with the Lord. He goes, if I don't, he goes, I'm giving time for the devil to begin throwing thoughts there or for my human nature, my flesh to begin putting thoughts there. Why? Because we're weak. We need help. We need God's help for salvation. And salvation is understanding we're of his sinning. We've sinned against God. And once we have sinned, under have that understanding that we've sinned, then we need his forgiveness. Uh, salvation, you put it this way, there are three things. You have to be saved from something if you're going to be saved, and that's sin. You've got to be saved by something, which is Christ. He'll save you. Those that repent of their sin and believe on Christ will be saved. And then you have to be saved to something. Okay, if you're going to be saved, you're going to be saved to something. And that, when Christ saves your soul, He saves you to not only a new life here, but also eternal life and all the glories of heaven. He, he gives those promises as well. But you see, what happens is all the work of God through Christ. So this morning, I want to ask you, are you saved? Are you saved? Examine your own heart. That's, that's a, an answer you can give, and that's it. The person sitting next to you can't answer that question. Make sure you're saved. If not, you can get that settled this morning. You can receive Christ into your heart, and you can be saved. No longer trusting self, no longer trusting something else, but trusting in God for salvation. Let's get back to our passage here. These men were trusting in God. That's why they were going to be delivered. They put their faith in the Lord, not in themselves. And then the the next thing we find here is there was a shout. Uh, These men shouted, and they went forward. Uh, I guess you could say they were excited now. You know, uh, that's something else too. You know what? We should be excited to serve the Lord. You know, it's a joy to be here at church this morning. It's a joy to be able to serve God. Isn't it wonderful to wake up each day and know that you're saved? That God's got a plan for your life. He's got a purpose. That God's going to help you through your day. Every single day should be a joy for us to go through that day. 
and serve God. Uh, these men are in the middle of a, a difficulty, but they're shouting now. They're ready to go forward. They're motivated, and, and they're excited because of God. Let me point out to you, let's go back here, because I want you to notice here, it says here in verse 12, And behold, God himself is with us for our captain. Our captain. No, he says, God is our leader. God is our captain. God is the one we follow. God is the one we love. He's our captain. And so these men were able to shout because they look to God and they belong to God. And I also believe they expected God to bless. They they expected victory. Even though they were surrounded. They weren't giving up. They weren't waving the white flag saying, we surrender. No, they were going forward. They were going to go into the battle. Oh, they didn't know how things were going to work out. And by the way, that's how life is too. Uh, you know, I wish so bad that I could tell people everything's going to be wonderful. I wish I could tell everyone here that your life is going to be a life of ease and wonderful, no problems. Uh, if I told you that, I'd be lying to you. That's the truth. Because life is filled with difficulties. There's all sorts of things that can happen that are problems in life. And we need to understand that God is there to help us through those problems, to solve those problems. That's the strength of God. See, they had this problem. Now they're going to go forward. They're going to go forward. So I want to encourage you to go forward in life when you have these surprises or these problems that come into your life. Go forward as they did. And what we find here, they shouted and they expected God to bless. That's something else I want to ask you this morning. Do you expect God to bless? Do you expect God to bless? Do you expect Him to bless your life? Do you expect Him to bless your family? Do you expect Him to bless your church? Do you expect Him to bless our nation? We should expect God to bless. You know, if you don't expect God to bless, chances are you're not going to pray. You're not going to ask Him to bless because you don't expect it. We need to expect God to do great things for us. We need to expect it and then ask Him for it. And be faithful and go forward. Excited to see those blessings. Excited to see what God can do. I'm excited to see what God can do here in my life. In your life. In this church, in this city, God can do great things. And these men were excited. They're going forward. Here's another thought. Are you prepared? Are you prepared to do whatever God asks to see those blessings? See, these men had to go into the battle or had to get ready to go. They didn't know what God was going to do, but they believed God would bless. And they were ready to fight. Are you ready to do what God wants you to do so you can receive those blessings? You know, if you want to know more about God from His Word, you've got to read it. Do you expect God to, to teach you? Then open up. Say, God, please open my eyes so I can, I can know more about your Word. Talk to God. Share your concerns with Him. Expect Him to hear and expect Him to bless. You know, God is a great God. God's a wonderful God. And we find here is they expected Him to succeed because of who He was. He was their captain. And that leads me to my final thought here this morning. Their captain delivered Him. Their captain delivered. Notice what took place here in verse 15. It says, The men of Judah gave a shout, and as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. Notice what it says there. God delivered them into their hand. You tie that in with verse 12. God is their captain. It was their captain who gave them victory. It was their captain who delivered them. So here's something to think about. The reason why they were successful is because they had a valiant leader. And no, it wasn't King Abijah, even though he gave a great speech. It was God. God blessed them. 
God blessed them because God is great. And that's what we find here. You see, the enemy had greater numbers. And the enemy had the advantage. Isn't that interesting? They had greater numbers and the advantage. Yet God gave the victory. So here's something to think about. Numbers, when it comes to strength, are not everything. You ever thought about that? Let's say you take these two armies, Israel and Judah. If you'd have counted up the numbers, and you count up all these numbers Israel had, and Judah was outnumbered, and I imagine the men of Judah said, well, we don't have as many men as they do. But here's something about How many men does God count for? Hmm? God's mighty. You can't equal God. One man can't equal God. A thousand men can't equal God. A hundred thousand can't equal God. See, that's the point. With God on your side, you can do great things. Because God is great. And you see, that's what they discovered here. They cried unto the Lord, and the Lord blessed. He delivered. Because He had the ability. He had the power. He had the might. And that's what brings us to this point here this morning. You see, there might be times in your life where you're surprised. There might be times in your life where we would call circumstances don't seem favorable. Well, that's when you cry out to the Lord. You ask Him for help. Because God is greater than your problem. God is greater than anything that might come into your life. And God can overcome those things. God can bless you. God may give you wisdom to get through the problem. God may give you strength to endure the problem. Or God might even just remove it altogether. But whatever He chooses to do, follow Him and walk with Him. You see, cry unto God and then allow Him to work. Be faithful to God. And that's what they did here. You see, circumstances do not always determine success. If you would have looked at this picture, you'd say, oh, they're in trouble. They're done. No, they cried unto God. And God is the one who blessed. See, God was with them. And when you have God with you, then all things are possible. And that's what we find here at the end. We find a victory. A victory. You see, they followed God. They did exactly what God asked. They, they cried unto Him, and, and He heard their prayer, and He blessed them. The Bible says that He smote the enemy. You know what He did? He did what they could not do. Uh, I find that interesting. That, that's a biblical principle, by the way. God expects us to do what we can, then He'll take care of what we can't. Let me give you a couple illustrations in the Bible of that. How about David? One of the, uh, I guess, the most interesting stories of the Bible. You know, I grew up in church. I don't know how many times I heard the story of David and Goliath. Uh, I, you know, I think I heard it probably at least every year in Sunday school or in, or in a Bible class or in, you know, vacation Bible school. Because it's a great story. It's a great story of faith. But think about the story itself. What did David do out of the ordinary? You know, the Bible tells us he didn't do anything out of the ordinary. He just took a stand, and he went out there, and he did exactly what he had always done. He went and got himself some rocks, and he got his sling, and he fired off the, the, the rock towards Goliath. You know, I'm under the impression that he slung that rock, and God made sure it hit the target. You see, David did what God asked him to do, and God didn't ask him to do anything more than he could. And then God blessed him. You know, this morning, God's not going to ask you to do anything more than you can. He's just not going to do it. We find that in the Scriptures. And if you run into a situation where you can't do it, that's when you cry unto God. You take that to the Lord. Say, Lord, help me. Give me strength. Give me wisdom. And that's when God will do the work. He'll take care of the things you can't take care of. He'll provide the miracle where you can't provide that miracle. But we have to do what God expects of us.
And that's what they did. They cried unto God and they were ready to fight. And they were going to go forward and then God gave them the victory. And with the Lord as your captain this morning, I hope he's your captain. hope he's your savior. Have you ever thought about it that way? Is God your captain? Is God your captain? Now, a captain's a leader. A captain's the one who goes first and will lead and go forward. Is God your captain? Now, think about this. With God as your captain, I want to encourage you to follow God anywhere. Follow Him anywhere. You know, not everyone's called to the other side of the world to be a missionary. But if God calls you to the other side of the world, then be ready to go. You see, be willing to follow your captain anywhere. These men were willing to follow Him into battle. Also, be willing to do whatever God asks you to do. Whatever it is. Now, God's not going to ask you to sin, obviously. He's not going to ask you to do something immoral or illegal. Now, He may ask you to do something uncomfortable. You say uncomfortable? Yeah. You know, I'll just tell you, you know, there are times being a witness is uncomfortable. Sharing the gospel. You know, it's the hardest people to share the gospel with is family. I've got family that I, I know is without Christ. And it's difficult sometimes to share the gospel with them. Because you want to make sure you don't lose that relationship so you can keep sharing the gospel with them. You know what? God can give you strength and wisdom to do that. It might be uncomfortable, but if God directs you to do that, then go forward and do what God directs you to do. Follow your captain. Do whatever he asks of you. Also, trust your captain with your life. These men trusted him. And guess what? He delivered them. Trust God with your life. Trust God to protect you and to provide whatever you need. And that le- then let the Lord lead you to victory. You say, well, what victories? I don't know. But God's got victories waiting for you. In your personal life, when you get surprised, you have troubles and trials, God will get you through those. And then you can look back and praise God for the blessings He's given you. You can look back and thank God for all the victories He's given in your life and give Him the glory and the credit. And that's what we find here. We find men who were surprised, men who were doomed... Yet they cried unto God, and God blessed them. So my final thoughts here. First, we find a problem. It appeared suddenly. Uh, that's how most of my problems come in. They just happen. You know, just wake up one day, and you've got to deal with something. Life's like that. We can't remove those problems, by the way. We just got to deal with them. So this problem came in, and it came in suddenly. But then we find that they went to God with it. They prayed. Now, here's where I'm guilty sometimes. I'll be the first to admit there are times where I do everything to try fixing my problem. And I stop and think, you know, I should have went to God first instead of trying to figure it out myself. Go to God first, immediately. Even if it's just a a quick prayer in your heart. Lord, help me through this. That's all it has to be. Lord, help. If it's from your heart, God's going to hear. Lord, help me. And then go forward with God and let Him work and do your best and figure that problem out. So that's what we find. They prayed. They went to God. And then we find at the very end that God provided a victory. God is the one who provided. And God will provide in your life as well. When you're surprised and you've got these things you need to take care of and you turn to God, He's going to bless you. He's going to hear your prayer. He's going to answer it. And He's going to give you victories as well. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. 
Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.